0: Here we go. It's Thursday, November the 9th in the year of our Lord, 2023. And we're going to be talking about an email we received. Now, tomorrow on email Friday, you can email me and I will try and answer your questions. The email to send it to is tombaker at brick.net. That's B-R-I-C-K dot net. But today we're taking a look at emails uh, with Wes Reimnitz. Good morning, Wes.
1: Good morning, Tom. How you doing?
0: Doing pretty good. How do you like this November weather?
1: It's different. It was warm yesterday. It was 74 degrees up here in Springfield.
0: Yeah, we got up to 80.
1: Oh my.
0: Yep. But December's coming. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Advent, boy.
1: Be busy time, won't it?
0: Yes. And that's why this article is so important. The title of the article is the cross makes all the difference. What does this article say about the crucifixion of Christ?
1: Well, first of all, I I want to bring out about the author of this article, Oscar. He is from Nigeria and uh, as a pastor from Nigeria, they're under a lot of persecution from the Muslims. So, you know, for him to write such an article uh, gives us an insight as to what, what they go through there. He says the crucifixion of Christ on the cross and resurrection makes Christianity different from all other religions. The cross is unique because it signals victory over death and sin. I think it's important that first since he talks about that it's different than all other
0: religions. There is no other religion that teaches that we have victory over death and sin, because no other religion has their God dying for us on a cross or anywhere else or sacrificing himself for us. And it's very important to understand that the cross was a mystery. In fact, a book he has written is called Mystery of the Cross Revealed. So this really tells us the difference between the cross and every other religion. In every other religion, it's natural reason that leads you to your religious beliefs. But in Christianity, the cross is a mystery that has to be revealed unless you accept the revelation of scripture, then you do not understand the cross.
1: Right. He makes this, this statement. And I think you like, you like it. Mercy and justice met at the cross. All we're missing is the word grace, grace, mercy, and justice, or your three phrases that you like.
0: Yeah, the the mercy, of course, is you don't get what you deserve. Grace is you get what you deserve. And the justice he's talking about is not getting what you deserve, but that he justly forgave your sin. He didn't just say, your sin is forgiven. No, he had his son pay for your sins, by his death on the cross. And it's kind of like you go to court, you're found guilty, but somebody else takes your sentence and the judge lets you go free. Doesn't happen.
1: You, you know, there was a Lutheran witness article written back, I believe, in 1960 about a person who did that, that uh, is his relative had been convicted of a crime, and he rose rose up and set out will pay, pay his penalty and went to jail while his relative
0: went free. Was that a true story?
1: Must have been. I don't think the Lutheran witness would have published it. I remember because I was a kid at the time thinking, who would do such a thing as to give up their their, their freedom? and pay the punishment for somebody else.
0: It reminds me, though, of that book on the French Revolution where a woman loved a man who was in jail about to be beheaded, and there was another man who loved her, and he switched places with a man in jail, broke into jail, Mm -hmm. freed him, and took his place, and he was beheaded so that she could remain with the one she loved. But that was a made up story, of course.
1: Well, it's not a made up story when it comes to what Jesus has done for us, that he was willing and went to the the way of the cross for, for us to pay for our punishment.
0: Yeah, he makes a statement that I had to read a couple of times. God's son was executed on the vertical axis of the cross, and his mercy and grace came on the horizontal axis to cancel the penalty for our sins. Well, what's he talking about, these two axes?
1: Well, the, the vertical, of course, is where his hands are, are attached to the cross and is a reminder of the punishment that, that we were to receive that he took it in our place. It kind of reminds me of when he said from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing.
0: And that's the horizontal axis.
1: Right. You can't so, the penalty. It's Jesus coming down to, uh, to us and paying the penalty for our sins.
0: Now, when he talks about celebrating... The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He points to a hymn that's very helpful to him by George Bernard. What was that hymn?
1: Well, I, uh, the Old Rugged Cross. Uh, how he wished that it, every believer understood the mystery of the cross the way Bernard did.
0: How did Bernard understand the cross?
1: Well, he answers all the questions of life that can be found on the cross. The purpose of life is attached to the cross. It's an old, rugged, yet precious treasure of life.
0: Yes, when you go to a hospital and you have a member there who's about to have surgery and they're somewhat afraid, do you ever use the cross to help comfort them?
1: Oh, I go through a whole series of with them on the cross. We spend time talking about confessing our sins and and receiving absolution, and a reminder that uh, that even though they're in the hospital about to go through a procedure of life and death, they're safe in the arms of Jesus because because Christ went the way of the cross and punished for our sins.
0: He talks a little bit like Proverbs does in comparison to the cross, to the world's diamonds and gold. What does he say about that?
1: Well, he wishes that everybody understood the the way the cross had burned. burned He answers all questions that can be found at the cross. And the purpose of life attached is, is uh precious treasure of life, which really gets down to he cherishes the cross more than all the world's diamonds and gold combined. There's nothing in the world that we could ever buy that would free us from, from our sin, only the way is the old rugged cross.
0: Now, the cross is an emblem of shame and suffering. But how does it become positive for us?
1: Well, for us, it's strength and zeal, is the hope to pursue the glory that will be revealed when Christ returns. We I mean, we have to remind ourselves that at the time of Christ, uh, it was a form of execution and it was a gory way to die. For, yep. for our person
0: so the message of the cross how does it differentiate between what and what according to first 1 corinthians 118
1: well it differentiates who's being saved and those that are perishing you know, 118 says from first corinthians the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Then in verse 19, it says, where it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will throw, throw, which you jump down to verse 23. We preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and a folly to the Gentiles.
0: Yeah, in other words, the Jews are offended by hearing about the cross. And the Gentile says, it's all nonsense. And the and only way they get out of that is hearing the word of God and receiving faith from the Holy Spirit. You know, there are those hmm. who argue that the crucifixion could not come from a loving God. Why do they argue that?
1: Well, because it's such a uh, excruciating pain and and death that they take place. So how, how could God allow his beloved son to carry that cross and pass through that pain and suffering for us?
0: See, there's a really good example of people thinking about God according to their own mind that is sinful. They think, well, if I were God, I would not want my son to die such a death therefore they deny that god did allow that because if they were god they would not allow it and what they forget about is the true love of god for us that he not only allowed it but he commanded his son to die on the cross for our sins and jesus
1: that reminds me of John chapter three, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That God's love for, for mankind and for the an entire earth, man sending his son the way of the cross for us.
0: So we know that for some, the message of the cross is ridiculous because God wouldn't allow his beloved son to carry a cross. But to another group, the message of the cross is the power of God. How do they understand that?
1: Well, this group understands that the power of sin and death are destroyed on the cross and that the barrier between God and man was broken and that the work of salvation was finished on the cross.
0: How do we know that?
1: That we read in John chapter nineteen where Jesus from the cross says it is finished.
0: Yeah, John nineteen verse thirty. You see, if you don't have the Bible then you do not have an understanding of the mystery of the cross. But just by looking at passages like John nineteen thirty, the barrier between God and man was broken. That means that God, the Father, is now reconciled to man. Why is He reconciled to man?
1: Because Jesus took took the cross for us and and replaced His brokenness. Kind of reminds me in in uh, John, John's epistle, First John. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Yeah. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins we we are forgiven. It's a reminder that Jesus becomes our prosecutor, our defending attorney, our sacrifice before the judgment seat of God. He becomes that intercessory for us.
0: Now what does Matthew sixteen twenty four say and how do we understand that?
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. He goes from that to, to John sixteen. Whoever wants no, no, to be no, no, my... no, no,
0: no, 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 no Matthew sixteen.
1: Matthew, oh yeah, Matthew sixteen. Whoever wants to be my disciple, disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow me.
0: What does that mean?
1: Well, that is, for for one thing. It reminds us that it distinguishes us from genuine preachers and from false prophets. Paul What does it mean to
0: deny ourselves?
1: Well, to know nothing but but Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior.
0: Rather than following our own ideas our own creative thoughts of who god is etc we are to deny all that and instead follow what jesus says in scripture
1: yeah that kind of reminds me of, of that that tea that we make on a page on one side we put man on the other side we put god and the side that we put god is is to follow follow Christ, what he has done, and man is to is follow our, our own wishes.
0: So the cross distinguishes genuine preachers from false prophets. And what did Paul emphatically admonish the Galatian church to be aware of?
1: Yeah, that was a favorite passage from Galatians chapter 1, verse 8. But even if an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel, contrary to the one that preached to you, let him be accursed.
0: Yes, even said, if an angel teaches contrary to what I, Paul, am saying in the Bible, let him be accursed. What does Paul, therefore, say that he wants to understand clearly?
1: I He He writes in First Corinthians, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucifying. The Boy, Christ.
0: that's the essence of the Christian faith, to know Christ and him crucified, which also means he rose from the dead. And so Paul knew nothing except the cross of Jesus Christ and the infinite grace of God. And how do we receive that?
1: Well, by faith. Knowing nothing except the cross of Christ is by faith alone. Now, it reminds me, I've been reading my Luther works here, and just about every other page of Luther's writing is always talking in reference back to the word that he knows nothing but the word. In other words, he knows nothing but Christ and what Christ has said to us.
0: Yes. But unfortunately that message of the cross is rare today in churches because it calls for sober reflection. There are those who are ready to celebrate the death and resurrection of Christ, but they work as enemies of the cross of Jesus Christ. That happened in the church in Ephesus. What does it say?
1: Well, they worked as, as enemies, uh, and so enemies of the cross, uh, For many walk whom I am told often, that you know that we're weeping, we're enemies of the cross of Christ. These enemies preached Jesus Christ, the love of Christ, his blessing, and prosperity, his ability to heal, but never mention his cross and the responsibility of Christians to partake of of his sufferings. In other words, they talked about Jesus but they didn't talk about the cross and the sacrifices that he made upon the cross for
0: us. Yeah, they talk about the love of Christ. They talk about his blessings and how you can be prosperous, his ability to heal and deliver. But they never mention the cross and the responsibility of Christians to be partakers of his sufferings. In other words, they kind of leave out sanctification as a way. And what does Jesus say about that in Matthew 10, 38?
1: Well, if you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being
0: mine. That's the word of Jesus. So how can anyone claim that they are a Christian without Understanding the cross, because the cross separates what?
1: Well, it's like with wheat, it uh, separates the wheat from the chaff.
0: Yes, that's what a farmer does. That's why it's bad that it's raining during harvest time, because to separate the wheat from the chaff means you have to have a dry season. And it's a lot easier to do that separation. But if it's wet, wow. So we as believers, we're willing to deny ourselves in what way?
1: Well, certain comforts believe Jesus. We must risk everything for him, including being insult- insulted an attack for the name for his namesake. That's why I brought up at the very beginning that this this case from Nigeria and their church is being persecuted and they're being killed for being Christians, they're being beaten for being Christians, their churches are being destroyed, their homes are being destroyed, all because they believed in Jesus as their Lord and Savior.
0: So what is granted from above? According to Philippians one twenty nine.
1: Well, uh, that uh, both faith and suffering are, are granted from above, and we must remember that when we risk everything for Him, being insulted and attacked for His namesake, God allowed His Son, only begotten Son, to suffer for us. It. It's important to remember. Both faith and suffering are, are granted from, one of, from above, and he's referring to Philippians 129. Only let your manner of of life be worthy of the gospel, so that whether I come and see you and in an absence, I may hear that you are standing firm in the spirit with one mind, striving aside by faith of the gospel.
0: So Jesus bled to death to save our souls. What is important that he was bleeding?
1: Well, that he he was, uh, we're not just resurrecting, rejoicing that he was resurrected, But he bled to death to save our souls. He went through for for our sake, embracing his cross. Is there Um, anything
0: in the Old Testament that shows that Jesus will need to bleed to death?
1: Well, if you're referring to the sacrificial lamb, or if you're...
0: What happened at the Passover?
1: Um, they they took the blood of the lamb and, and crossed uh, and uh, spread it among the doorposts and the uh, top of the, the, the doorpost to signify that, that sins had been forgiven. And they passed over. That that house and uh, Egypt, the first sons of, of the, didn't have that blood over the Passover and saw the death of their children.
0: Yeah, it was the death of the oldest male, whether human or animal. And what did that happen with Pharaoh's son?
1: Well, his son, his son was his oldest male and he went, uh, went the way of death. I think yes. it's important that, 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 as you brought out, the oldest male, whether it was uh, human or animal, uh, it had to be quite a devastation that went through Israel. Uh, Absolutely.
0: Egypt. Have you ever thought about who the angel of death was?
1: The angel of the
0: Lord? No. It was Jesus himself. My angel of the Lord. Yep. Well, thanks so very much for helping us with this. The cross makes all the difference. It certainly does. Email me if you have a question for tomorrow. Baker at brick.net. And we will attempt to answer it. Thanks for listening.